Hello, hello, and welcome to Moving Into Light. I'm Lisa Renee, the podcast host, and I'd like to thank you for joining me for this episode. In fact, this is episode 67, and I am so excited to share this with you. This is um, kind of a new idea that I'm excited to kind of burst at the seams and share with you. So I'm glad you're here today. Whatever you are doing, wherever you are on life's journey, know that you have found this podcast at exactly the right moment in exactly the right time for you and for your soul's journey on the planet. If you are new here, Moving Into Light is my space to record my tips, my tricks, my tools, all of the things that I do to raise the vibration of my house and to keep me and my family and my clients moving into light and away from darkness. So welcome. Before I dive into the message for today, I do want to share just three books with you and I'm going to go right through them, but National Reading Month has always been near and dear to my heart. Given that we're in the month of March, I have been sharing books that are near and dear to me. So I hope you are up for a few more book titles. The first one I want to share for today is In Defense of Food, an Eater's Manifesto. This is my by Michael Pollan. And obviously it was a New York Times bestseller. It's all about food and it's all about eating. But he really dives into the idea that food has been replaced just by the idea of nutrients. And what we common sense wise could decide to eat 100 years ago, we no longer can. The food industry has made this a really foggy, unclear time in what to eat. So in this book, and this is one of the books that really hooked me early on on my holistic nutrition studies, was his simple idea of what should we eat. And this is his answer. Eat food, not too much, mostly plants. You've probably seen that phrase before. Eat food, not too much, mostly plants. It's his manifesto. I love this book. It's a short, short little read. Um, he has several books out, Food Rules, The Omnivore's Dilemma, Cooked, um, The Botany of Desire. Uh, there's a few other ones. I, I love his writing. I love following him on um, social media. I love listening to him in his podcast. If you are struggling with food, if you are struggling with what to eat and how to eat and, um, you know, what has become of our food society, our food habits. What does that even look like anymore? This is a good book. This is a good place to start. Um, it's the myth of nutrition and the pleasures of eating. And if you follow him at all, you'll know that he is not about dieting. He's about eating real food, like unprocessed real food. So Eat food, mostly plants. Eat food, not too much, mostly plants. So anyway, I would advise you to check that one out if you are on any kind of food um, inquiry right now because that one is answers. And it's short and to the point. <clears throat> okay. The next one is also food related. I have three to share with you today. The next one I want to share with you is my go-to when I am feeling like I can't get on a plane. Anyone out there right now? You know, one of the things that raises my vibration, that moves me toward light is travel. 
it expands me. It makes me curious. It opens me up for adventure. And sitting still and being still is not really part of my makeup. So this book is one that I turn to just for international inspiration. Let's use that term. The book is called Near and Far, Recipes Inspired by Home and Travel. So if you have never followed Heidi Swanson on social media, I would so advise following her. I found Heidi um, through her blog, 101 Cookbooks, it's 101cookbooks.com, years ago, probably 10 years ago at least. And she is a photographer. She's a, a cook. She's not a trained chef, but you would never know that by following her, her work. Um, this is vegetarian food, natural food recipes, and beautiful photography, artful photography. And so the interesting thing about this is that she divides this cookbook near and far into places. The near is the San Francisco, which is where she was living at the time. And I believe she has since relocated somewhere else in California. The far is Morocco, Japan, Italy, France, and India. As I said, she and her husband are avid travelers and they document their travels through food, through photography, and I just love them as like this power couple. Um, some of her ingredients, I will tell you, are hmm, maybe a little bit of the requires a special trip to Whole Foods, but some of them are things that you will just have in your pantry and they're beautiful recipes. I have read this book start to finish a couple of times and I'm not even cooking. It's just to listen to the lilt that she uses as she writes, just to the language, the descriptions. Um, I just, I adore everything about her. She has another cookbook, Supernatural Cooking and then Supernatural Every Day, both of which were New York Times bestsellers and both of which were James Beard Award winners. Um, she also has an online boutique shop now, which is Quitokito, and I may not be saying that correctly, Q-I-T-O-K-E-E-T-O. And for a lot of years, I got that subscription uh, email just to see what she was advertising and what she was selling in her online shop, which um, was kind of like an Etsy shop early on. So that's a super cool thing that I have watched with her as well. She also has a new cookbook coming out. I'm already on the um, delivery list for it for next. I believe it's Tuesday and I, the title's escaping me, but if you Google Heidi Swanson or check her out on Amazon, you will find that. Anyway, I love Near and Far. I love this. Um, I'm just flipping through the books. Saffron Tagine, her Moroccan pantry. I have been a huge fan of Morocco for years. Um, brown sugar tofu and mushrooms, ginger onion paste. She has some recipes in here for fresh popovers. Everything's vegetarian. Everything she writes about is locally sourced. Real food, real ingredients, and it kind of goes right along with Michael Pollan's book in defense of food. Cook at home, eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. So anyway, those are my two foodie books for this week. And the third and the last book I want to offer to you is called The Meditative Mind. 
It's by Daniel Goleman. And the subtitle is The Varieties of Meditative Experience. The foreword was written by Ram Dass, if you are a Ram Dass follower. Um, Daniel Goleman is a writer. He writes on behavioral issues for the New York Times. He's also a senior editor at Psychology Today. In the past two years, he has been in the Middle East, in the Far East, studying meditation and studying with meditation masters. He's also taught at Harvard. Um, He has several other books out, Emotional Intelligent, Vital Lies, Simple Truths, The Psychology of Self-Deception. But this book walks you through meditation. If you are not familiar with meditation, if it is not something that is in your everyday practice, it's not part of what you do, this is a great book. Even if you are just dipping your toe into spiritual seeking, this is great. And this is good for that beginner, the person who's just trying to figure out what kinds of meditation they kind of align with. Um, Hindu meditation is different from Buddhist and Sufi and Jewish and Christian to transcendental, tantric, kundalini, all of these things he dives into to give you a bit of a taste of what it's all about. Um, I would suggest it. It's a little bit longer um, and it can get a little technical, but you know, overlook that part and then really tune in to um, the ideas of how to prepare for meditation and what do these meditation paths really do? How do they serve us? How does this activity or this practice of meditation really benefit us? So I would highly suggest that if you are new to meditation, um, that's one of the books that was on my read list for Uh, my upcoming yoga teacher training, which is also a meditation and mindfulness training, which I am super stoked about. So March is National Reading Month. And for me, that means make an effort to read more, go back and revisit some of the books that I love and read to my little kiddo even more. We read daily. Um, But just making him aware of books and titles and topics and all the things that books can contain is really exciting to go back and to look at books again through the eyes of a three-year-old. So I hope you're a reader. If you're not a reader, get on Audible and, and listen to some good books. There are so many out there. So that's my little speech for National Reading Month. So I have a topic for today besides the book titles, as I usually do. And this has been kind of in and out of my awareness for the past week or two. And I am hopeful that I can bring you this message in a clear and concise way. There are so many social media outlets right now, I feel, that are bombarding me with self-care. Take care of yourself. Be careful of what you eat. Take your vitamins. Megadoses of vitamin C, D3, protect yourself. Get enough rest. Make sure you're working out. Move your body. Count your steps. Buy a Fitbit. Um, There's so much out there. And that's all well and good. And it all has its place in how we take care of ourselves. There's no doubt. If you look at my calendar, you will see that I actually meal plan and that I actually create healthy foods for us. I set up my new juicer and a couple of times a week I'm, you know, juicing vegetables and I'm trying to do all of those things that 
I know are good for my well-being and for my health. But I feel like a lot of these things are missing the boat. There are probably any number of those things that I just mentioned that you are saying, yep, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, and nope, I'm not doing that. I need more of that in my life. And that's fine. No judgment here, believe me. No judgment at all. But I feel like we're missing some really essential material. I feel like no one is really getting to the root of it sometimes. And as a, an intuitive healer, And as a wellness consultant, I want to help you get to the root of it all. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your dominant hand and I want you to put it on your heart. And if you're in a space where you can close your eyes, I invite you to close your eyes. And I invite you to take a few just slow, deep breaths. And I want you to think as you inhale that you're inhaling light and you're exhaling toxicity. You're inhaling peace and you're exhaling anxiety. And I want you to inhale alignment. And I want you to exhale confusion. Keep your hand on your heart. Keep your eyes closed. And I would love for you to take a moment to ask yourself this question. And as the question comes through your mind, allow the answer to also come through your mind. And then just pay attention to it. Take a nice deep breath. And exhale it. And here's the question. What do I need right now? What do I need right now? I don't know what your answer looks like. Go ahead and flutter your eyes open and take a nice deep breath. What do you need right now? Have you taken the time to adjust or readjust your ideals, your goals, your thinking of what you need right now compared to what you needed two years ago? Self-care is necessary. All of those things, meditation and movement and good food and rest, you know, all of those things, they're, they're valuable, they're needed. But let's stop and ask ourselves what we really need right now in this moment. Here's how this whole topic came to be. I was asking myself that question. What do I need right now? And what I've done is I've asked myself this for several weeks. When I wake up in the morning first thing, I say, what do I need today, right now? And what I've realized is what I need changes from day to day. And sometimes it changes drastically. 
And you know, I set goals. When we're when we're teenagers and we're early 20-somethings and we're in high school or we're in college, we have a running list of the things that we need right now. You know, we need to write this paper. We need to we need to graduate. We need to declare a major. We need to meet the right people so that we have connections when we graduate. We need to find the right job. We need to make the right amount of money. We need to, we have these goals. We have these things in our life that are what we need right now, or at least what we think we need right now. I did. And then when I hit 30, I was divorced with three kids. I was getting remarried and adding three more kids to my family. And what I needed right then was totally different than what I needed at 20. When I hit 40, you know, I had a whole different list of things that I needed for the right now. And here's my my question, and maybe it's a concern for all of you who are listening. What we needed before this pandemic was very, very different for a lot of people than what we need right now. You cannot care for yourself until you can really tune into the question of what you need right now. Some days you make up, may wake up and need alone time. You just need, may need to walk out your door and take a one-hour walk by yourself. Some days you may need to feed yourself well. Some days you may, may wake up and just need human contact or human connection. But we do ourselves a huge disservice when we don't ask ourselves, what do we need right now? I believe this is the bottom of that whole list of self-care practices. This is the very number one. At the very bottom, the first thing out the gate, what do you need right now? And I don't believe that a lot of us are asking that question. We're going on what we needed last year, and that's still kind of our goal. Or that's still our ideal of what we need right now. So I'm going to ask you to put your hand back on your heart. Close your eyes again. Take another deep breath in. And let it all go. And now ask the question. How can I give myself what I need right now? How can I give myself what I need right now? Just allow. Allow what comes through. Allow the vision you might see in your mind's eye. How can you give yourself what you need? How can you serve yourself? I just had this conversation with one of my adult kids. You can't be good for anyone else. You can't be loving to anyone else. You can't be kind. You can't be helpful to other people. You can't be of service to others unless you are first that to yourself. So I would advise you suggest to you to use those two statements as a journal prompt. When you're home in a quiet space, light a candle, get out your journal, get a cup of tea, 
and ask yourself, what do I need right now? And just freeform journal and just see what comes through. You may be very surprised at what you actually need right now, at what your soul is demanding right now. What do I need right now? And then journal on the second question of how can I give myself what I need right now? Our soul, our connection to source. So I see us here on the earth plane. I see our soul above and I see our soul connecting to source energy, to spirit, to God. And if we can get up to the soul level of ourselves and see what we really need, our soul is going to bounce back the ideas to us. How do we give ourselves what we need? But if we don't ask the question of what do I need right now in this moment, you're never going to have what you need. You are going to constantly be chasing old dreams, old goals, old ideas of what you think you need. It has to be you standing in your integrity and knowing what it is that you require in this moment. And maybe your answer is going to be very simple. Maybe you just need 15 minutes of silence in the morning when you wake up to center yourself. Maybe you actually do need more workout time. Maybe you need better sleep. Maybe you just need to hold hands with someone you care about for a while, that physical touch connection. Your soul and your physical body, they know exactly what you need. So this podcast is giving you permission. It's giving you that sense of allowing just to open up and, and put yourself first and ask the question, what do you need right now? Not a month from now. Not what is your big goal? What is your big plan for the future? Today, in this moment, what do you need? I hope it resonates with you. I am a strong believer that I record these podcasts and the people that need to hear it find it at exactly the right time. So I hope the message of asking yourself and your soul, what do you need right now? I hope it resonates with you. I hope it makes a difference in your week and how you can settle into your body and settle into your time on the planet. What do you need right now? I feel great love right now for you as a listener, for my family, for my lineage, for all the souls that are in my soul family that have helped me to get to this point. So I'm filled with a lot of gratitude and a lot of love right now as I'm recording this. And I hope that that love can go out from my heart center and just surround you as a listener. And I hope you feel it. I hope you feel that warm and fuzzy love surrounding you. And I hope it helps you to settle into the idea of that question of what do I need right now? So I hope you take time and you can offer yourself some of what you need. I hope you're well. I hope you're healthy and happy and whole. And I hope this is just what you needed to hear today. Please know that I am sending you many blessings for love and for a light-filled week. I will list the books that I mentioned in the show notes. And I will be out and about. I'm back on social media a bit. I'm dipping my toe back into that water. And I have some exciting things going on. And I'll keep 
keep you updated and share as I feel so compelled. Have a beautiful week and we will talk soon.